0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner.
1: Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
0: The Last Post with Alice Fraser.
1: Posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 17th of July of the year 2020. And On this day in history, in 1549, the Jews were expelled from Ghent, Belgium, beginning the Jewish distaste for waffles. In 1717, on this day, George Friedrich Handel's water music premiered on the River Thames in London, a piece of music famously inspired by the graceful movement of a body of water of unknown size. Your guest today on the podcast is returning favorite celebrity, celebrity and reality television juggernaut, Mr. Andrew Zaltzman. Welcome back to the show.
0: Oh, hello, Alice. Hi. Oh, it's nice to be back.
1: How are you going?
0: Well, it's nice to be out of the the juggernaut. It was uh, certainly the you know one of the more harrowing <laughs> shows that I've that I've ever been on. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, I, d- I think I've done done well to escape with only minor bruising from the uh, well the incident. <laughs>
1: Coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in royal family news for our top story. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And in the news today, Disney World has reopened numerous parks around Florida despite the U.S. having recorded over 70,000 new coronaviruses. Although some changes will be made to the reopened parks, including socially distanced queues, Disney-branded Mickey Mouse masks, and changes to signage, including a (laughs) you-must-be-this-stupid-to-ride. Meanwhile, after a series of viral videos in which ordinary household objects are exposed as cake illusions, a conspiracy has arisen online that 5G is turning things into cake via a plot engineered by Bill Gates, who was once seen eating a cake. Apparently the plot is to turn everyone into cake, or for the savoury-minded, into potato microchips. That's all the time we have for the headlines we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because you can buy your actualization. On one day in 399 BC, the philosopher Socrates stood before a jury of 500 of his fellow Athenians. Socrates was accused of refusing to recognise the gods and of corrupting the youth. Found guilty and sentenced to death according to the Athenian laws of the time, he was forced to drink a cup of poison. Hemlock. If he had instead drunk half a glass of water, Socrates might be alive today. (laughs) Half a glass of water. The safer choice. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top story. Your top story today, royal news brought to you by television royalty, Mr Andrew Saltzman. What is going on in the world of the royals right now?
0: Well, a couple of massive stories this week, Alice. Firstly, the Queen's contract has been extended by another three years. (laughs) Now that's her, her 24th three-year deal would you believe now, some short thought that she might drop to a two-year or even a one-year deal at her age uh, given you know how old she is how physically grueling top level monarching is these days very, very similar to rugby in that regard but apparently at her medical she was fitter than ever her bleep test results were off the scale she benches 290 and she even managed <laughs> to keep her crown on for a personal best 132 seconds on a rodeo bull which matches the record set by Edward VII back in 1903, although that, of course, was not an officially ratified time because on that occasion he was accompanied on the ball by a dancer <laughs> from the Folie Bergere named Florian Joisine and had a visible... Um, well, look, the point is 132 seconds is sensational at any age. Other royal news, um, well, well, a couple of other, st- other stories. Prince Andrew has been relegated from Prince to Vice Prince, if I read the newspaper headline correctly, (laughs) whilst Prince Harry and Meghan have been replaced by a pair of randomly selected NHS staff on a rolling weekly basis, uh, which is a lovely gesture by the government who have also announced a 400-year pay freeze for all nurses and care home staff. But gestures are worth more than money. In this day and age,
1: I mean, that makes sense for Harry and Meghan to, to be uh, taken off the list of royals, given that they were sort of fermenting rebellion for a number of months, only basically well, exactly. stopped by COVID and, and the lack of a socially distanced yeah. militia.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also talk that that there will be, you know, they had lots of different Churchills in the war, kind of body double (laughs) Churchills. actually going to to try and rebuild national morale after Covid. There's going to be uh, a a little battalion of uh, 25 queens, replica queens. (laughs) And um, also, I believe there's going to be 15 Prince Charleses and 15 Prince Williams as well to just go around. The country look, looking uh, looking benevolent, so it's, uh, it should hopefully help Britain get back on track.
1: Now, can you address the rumours, Andrew, that all of these replica royals have to pass a, a three-month period in Tussaud's wax museum of pretending to be a wax statue of the Queen or you know one of the one of the royals before they're allowed to actually move as a royal
0: well yes um I mean this is obviously a fairly standard procedure and it's uh, certainly what saw off uh, a couple of Henry VIII's prospective uh, wives back in the day um but yes I mean <laughs> you you have to be able to look like a waxwork in order to be a, a functioning royal really certainly since the probably the mid-17th century so it's uh, uh you know a number of people have pa- passed the test and I think that's that's good you can't have too much of a good thing can you um, or, or can you? No one knows. We'll, we'll leave that to the, to the historians <laughs> to judge uh, possibly the, the, the history of the Western world in the late 20th and early 21st century might finally come up with an answer to that question.
1: Yeah, I would argue that many non-royals would, would suggest that you could have too much of a royal.
0: <laughs> well, the French came to that conclusion in the 1790s, certainly, and they started lopping bits off them. So the other big news, Alice, though, I mean, this is huge royal news, is the discovery of a new royal. Unexpectedly, because obviously generally they have to be created via a, a, a bizarre process uh, which um, certainly Prince William and, and Kate Middleton have, have proved um, unusually fecund involving various laboratories <laughs> and uh, and meadows. Um, and um, uh, but, but luckily we've, we've got a, a brand new one that's just emerged from essentially fr- from history. It's turned out that you know, a descendant of Queen Victoria has been discovered, previously unknown about. This new royal is the great, great, great grandson of of Queen Victoria via her ninth and final child, Princess Beatrice, who, as was the way back then, had loads and loads of children, so many, in fact, that she couldn't really keep track, and she simply forgot <laughs> one of them at an official garden party, um, Lionel Duke of Snutterbridge, it was, who was about three years old as far as anyone could remember and he wandered off and was never seen again and by the time Princess Beatrice noticed the child was missing some 15 years later, no one could remember his name and they decided they wouldn't be able to recognise him anyway because his crown would probably have fallen off by then so so Lionel, who you know, disappeared often was, was found by, by well-meaning uh, people, was initially brought up by wolves uh, then by a family of weavers in a woodland cottage in rural Fostershire and um, unaware of his royal origins <laughs> Lionel became a humble potter whose innate royalty only really came out in uh, an occasional desire to declare things open, make meaningless small talk with a queue of strangers and keep his job regardless of any performance metrics. And he never knew that he, by right, should have been something like 43rd in line to the throne. Uh, And in fact, sadly, Lionel, yeah, he died um, happy and fulfilled, breaking a family tradition dating back centuries. Anyway, Mm -hmm. now we skip forward a few generations and um, a, a local researcher has found that Lionel actually has descendants And his highest-ranked descendant, according to royalty ranking points, which factor in all manner of things, Alice, as you know, such as whether you were (laughs) born before or after other people and whether you have more, fewer, or the same number of testicles as them, Um, it it turns out that Lionel's highest-ranked royal descendant is none other than your last post co-host, John Luke Roberts, uh, who is, in fact, by rights, the Earl of Francia, owner of uh, 3,000 square miles of prime forest and a herd of purebred grambles so um interesting news i don't know how uh, how john lucas has has responded to this maybe you could ask him next time he's he's on the show
1: well we will definitely have to have him back on the show because as you know he's been constantly drawn um to the ruling party you know he's a disgraced home many times disgraced home secretary and yet he keeps coming back for more so uh it will be fascinating to see how he um absorbs his new role
0: yeah I mean, it could be a bit of a turning point in, in, in British history in many ways. Uh, he'll bring, bring something new and fresh to the royal family, I've no doubt.
1: Well, certainly new. And that's all the time we have for your top story today, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and co-host, that's you today, Andrew. I have been considering writing to you ever since the recent appearance on the podcast of Christopher Skinner, that's Christopher D Skinner, but never quite having the courage This morning I sat down and had a half glass of water to calm my nerves sufficiently to write this. I enjoyed the episode with Mr Skinner, mainly because of your announcements of a novel in which Dancy Lagarde, apologies if misspelled, it is misspelled, and your apology is not accepted, (coughs) a, a novel in which Dancy Lagarde ventures into the world of homoeroticism. I have to confess that in my part of the universe, Mr Skinner is something of a gay icon. It does not surprise me at all that his fortunate subordinates are adoring and bedazzled. Who wouldn't be? Is there any more homoerotic Lagarde content in the pipeline? Uh, And I wonder if anyone has suggested that you should be offered the job of reading out the Lagarde canon on audiobook. You convey so much raw emotion, even when reading out the synopses. I will pray for it. Good luck and so much more to Christopher. Many thanks to you. Uh, Best wishes, Mike. Uh, Mike, this is a fairly stupid letter Not a very (laughs) stupid letter But a fairly stupid letter Uh, If you are at all familiar with Dancy Lagarde's works You'll know that there are at least 14 uh, homoerotic novels In Lagarde canon Um, I would be privileged to read read those audiobooks out loud if I ever get the time in my extremely busy, busy schedule. I know that you, uh, Andrew, were being uh, touted as potentially being cast in one of the new movie remakes of, uh, of a Dancy Lagarde novel. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I know you can't say a huge amount.
0: Well, I can't say uh, a, a huge amount, and it, there is some doubt now over whether the film will will be released, not due to, uh, to COVID, but due to the... Uh the fact that I insisted on doing all my own stunts and, um, well, apparently (laughs) it, I mean, it just, uh, from what I've been told, it was very hard to make me jumping off a bench look like an act of great daring do and heroism. So, but that was as far as my insurance covered me to do in terms of in terms of something, but I insisted on doing them all myself because that's you know the kind of guy I am, but it did ruin the film. I, what I did hear, hear about uh, about dance is that she began her writing career doing Homo erotica of a different sort, in which she was writing copy for a, a, a company that sold uh, water filtration systems that enabled people to have French mineral water come out of their kitchen taps, hence Homo <laughs> erotica. <laughs>
1: That is pretty amazing. I, look, I, and if the movie ever does come out, I hope to witness the, I mean, I would be interested to see if your abs can ripple as much as the, any of the heroes in any of the Dancy Lagarde novels. Not because you don't have ripped abs, but because they are extremely ripped, you know, Yes. Uh, shredded, as it L- were.
0: Li- literally shredded. Well, that was after the other stunt that, um, you know, <laughs> never knew Combine Harvesters worked that way.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for your letters today. Remember, you too can send a letter into to the editor by writing to us at, at com. And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears, 366 days of this year, and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr. Andrew Zaltzman, uh, famous from such episodes as Episode 1 of this year. You can go back in time. If you go back to Episode 1, these ones will make a lot more sense. Andrew, thanks for coming on. Great work as <laughs> ever. Have you got anything to plug?
0: Yes. Well, another charity I'm, on, I'm involved in, this charity is for the number 12. Uh, use of the number 12 has declined over uh, the last 12 years by, ironically, 11%, as due to a reduction in the use of dozen as a unit of counting and measurement, a reduction in the use of feet and inches, uh, of course. And uh, you know, if that trend continues by the year uh, 22 12 will have actually ceased to exist as a number, um, which could cause all manner of trouble in the design of, uh, of rockets and trains. Um, and it's obviously never going to be used as widely as 10. I'm not asking that. I just think we need to you know, do our bit as a current generation to ensure that future generations can, can, can enjoy both the number 12 and the word 12, which is one of the most satisfying words to say in the English language uh, for, for, for the rest of time.
1: Well, brilliant. Thank you so much. An apology is due to our listeners in the other dimension, because as you in this dimension know, of course, we're putting out episodes seven days a week, uh, but due to the glitch in the space-time continuum, only five days a week are going out to the alternate dimension. So I would say I'm sorry for that, but I'm not really, because obviously... Currency doesn't transfer from one dimension to another, so you're probably not paying the extremely premium fees that we ask of our listeners here in this dimension. So shut the up, you're getting it for free. The last post is a something else. Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at @alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A L I T E R A T I V E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on Patreon.com/slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. I'll be doing a live stand-up special on the 23rd july via next up comedy so if you're in the uk look that up the executive producer of this podcast is christopher d skinner his adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are harriet wells and ped hunter as they and we always say good luck to you christopher and i'll talk to you again tomorrow